0: Oh, now recording.
1: Welcome to the Yang Gang Roundtable. It is 6.10 p.m. Saturday, October 10th, 2020. We are here at a special late time because we have John Munitz from Hill of Roses as our guest. Thank you for coming on the show, John. Welcome. You're oh, muted. Uh, we cannot hear you.
2: <laughs> um, yeah, it's great, great way to start off. <laughs> be- thank you all for having me on today. It's a pleasure to be here on the Yang Gang Roundtable.
1: It's traditional we start off here. with some kind of an thank error. So this is all par for the course it's good to get it out of the system early anyway <laughs> we're a basic income advocacy podcast if you don't know and thanks everyone for having your cameras on i got a great crew here We've got ariel diston Faye, doni and Faku together at last and on one camera izzy b john munitz of course mia and myself shale who has uh external monitors on because i'm hearing myself oh thank you all right whoever you are you've corrected the problem anyway um What's on everyone's mind? This is always a crazy news cycle every week. Every time we meet, there's more to talk about. Uh, So uh, who would like to begin the conversation?
3: Well, let's have John introduce uh, your projects and stuff.
2: Sure. I don't mind doing that. Uh, So I run the Hill of Roses. We're a collective of around 20 plus individuals. We're trying to build up a media and organizing network to try and advance some causes of basic empowerment for people. We advocate for universal basic income, democracy reform, universal basic services, and our core values of freedom, justice, and security. Right now, we're just a you know media platform building out more content, whether that be articles or episodes Thursday through Saturday. We're building out a comic series, and we got a lot more that's in the works. But. Also, come 2021, we're going to be turning into an organizing venture, trying to be, you know, kind of like a a lobbyist for the people group in trying to get these ideas across the table, whether that be supporting candidates, building infrastructure for supporting down ballot polling, uh, a lot of different ventures to try and support getting our agenda across the finish line. Um, So we've been running as a network now since April. It originally started as my channel all the way back in 2019 February. So it's great to see it evolve into something a little bit larger over time.
3: That's awesome. Thank you.
4: Excellent. How how did you get started on it?
2: So I originally wanted to just make a, a channel because I thought that in like the independent media space, there was a lot of, I would say, polarization and hostility where a lot of my peers who were apolitical would always tell me the reasons they didn't get involved in politics is they thought nothing got done, it's too negative, it's just going to constantly make me feel depressed, and I don't even know where to start. And so I wanted to create a constructive environment that was more positive and focused on hearing a lot of different perspectives and trading ideas and trying to advance a policy movement so that people could see that something could get done and that we weren't just taking cheap shots at people of other ideologies or just constantly standing our own you know, ideology itself. We want it to be fair and critical to even those that we do think are worthy of advocacy. Uh, So that's really where we wanted to start in is let's have a productive conversation. Let's have a positive conversation. And we didn't feel like that was happening out there. So I started in February 2019, a variety of reasons why I came up with the Hill of Roses as a name. Shout outs to my hometown where I live at Rose Hill Road. Also, just, you know, I used to be a democratic socialist. Now I'm a social democrat. So that has some of that rose symbology. The Hill is an idea of representing Washington, D.C. and Capitol Hill. And finally, who doesn't love a good acronym of THOR uh, for the Hill of Roses? So that's how we kind of got started. And then, you know, due to coronavirus, I had some extra time. And so I wanted to expand it into a network.
5: That's excellent, John. Um, I wanted to ask you, are you looking for people to join your group?
2: Yeah, we are. Uh, We're currently looking for more people yeah. So the way we have people join is we, you know, we don't want to just have guest writers. We want people to fully join the organization to help us grow the movement. And so we're looking for more people to come into, you know, either a show writing role or a graphic design and video editing role. We're also looking for people who want to head up the actual organizing part as we get prepared for twenty twenty one. So there's a lot of different angles that someone can come in and help the organization. And so. We hope people will come to TheHillOfRoses.com dot and sign up to try and join us. I have interviews with two people tomorrow, so we're constantly looking for new people to join us.
5: Cool.
6: I was a guest. Yeah. Literally, when we first started this podcast, I was simultaneously doing our first couple episodes on the um, roundtable here and going on yours. You were my first like interview ever. So I thank you very much for that. It was really flattering and a lot of fun. We had a great conversation then. And yeah. uh,
2: at the time we were doing hard. our top three priorities. I remember that. We were getting to just talk to the community and hear out what their top priorities were so that, you know, it wasn't just me dictating to people. I wanted to hear from people in the movement. And I was happy to give someone like yourself Maya, a chance to come on and talk about what the ideas most popular for yourself and most important for yourself were.
4: Yeah, that's great. And then um do you also invite like some conservative minded people too? Because I think I think it's it's great if you if you get some people who were kind of like for Trump in 2016 but have shifted over to Yang to show that like this isn't like an ideological purity test. We want to get things done.
2: So, I've had some struggles being able to get conservatives to come on. I've given them the invitations. Uh, but I have not had many willing takers. But I have had on plenty of actual like libertarians on the program, transhumanists. I've had on Zoltan Eastvan. I had on Vermin Supreme. I had on Michael Madrid, who's running in New York's 10th district as a libertarian. So, yeah, I definitely strive for inviting ideological diversity, but haven't had a lot of conservative takers. So uh, I think they're oh, a little cowardly. Well, I can, they don't want to come on. It. I've I made can. the invitation on plenty of occasions to conservatives to come on and let's have a common understanding, but no one's taken up the uh, invitation. Yeah,
4: yet. I, I mean, it's, it's funny, when, when I started believing in the Yang movement, conservatives were, like, labeling me and then I'm like, no, 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 I'm still no, no, no. I still believe in conservative things, but, you know, you know, did this this UBI, I can see it as conservative because it cuts out all the bureaucracy, so it can help both sides of the spectrum. You know? Yeah. No, I, I wholeheartedly he understand
2: was- that. Yeah, I mean, that's why one of the things that we certainly preach is universal programs over means-tested ones. As I said beforehand, our top two, you know, economic solutions that we want to bring forward is universal basic income and universal basic services. And we think those can be better solutions than the existing means-tested welfare system that's out there.
6: UBI is like the top imperative for me. And like, well, we're a UBI podcast, so I assume that's pretty much the case for everybody else here. It's it's so important to changing the structure of society and moving us from scarcity mindset to. Awesome. It matter. It matter. I kind of broke my train of thought when
5: I realized.
1: Um, yeah, there's an audible echo. I think it's coming from you, John. I'm sorry. Is there any way you could put in uh, headphones?
5: Or yeah, or mute when you're not speaking. That's good. That works also. Or
1: use software noise suppression is uh, a another, another possibility. But yeah, anyway. Okay, uh, please. Mia, you want to try again?
5: <laughs> Mia, before you get started, I just wanted to say that your dog looks like a familiar, you know, like in the Pirates. <laughs> in the <Pirata. laughs> uh,
6: she's, she's absolutely adorable. She decided to hang out with me today, so I'm, I'm feeding her pieces of bread over my shoulder. Just, but it's gone now, so that's not going to happen anymore. But I was saying um, UBI is just the most important imperative to like all of us here. We're the we're UBI podcasts, obviously, but it's going to change so much and it's going to end so much suffering. And I think that, uh, I'm very happy that you guys are also picking up, you know, torch that everybody is working to try and get these issues so much attention that they have deserved for a long time. And, uh, I kind of lost my train of thought again.
4: And, and also like, um, John, I, I saw that you had one, uh, humanity first endorsed candidate after another on your show running for Congress. And that was a pretty awesome feat that you could have them back to back.
2: (laughs) Yeah. uh, Right now we've had roughly 50 plus candidates come onto the program. It's been more than any other media networks had out there in terms of 2020 congressional candidates. So We thought it was really important to highlight what's happening down ballot because, you know what, the race in Florida still impacts a person in New York because all these people are federal representatives. And so I think it's important that we see that there's more than just a presidential race that people should care about and that they need to get involved in these down ballot races because at the end of the day, they're the people who do the legislation. You know, the president's only the one who's at the end of the day going to likely sign what gets through Congress. So we got to take control of Congress to say what's going to his desk.
4: Yeah, it, it's so important right now to have the difference between uh, political hobbyism and actually making a difference. And so much that we have right now is just hobbyism. It's just like uh, my team is the best, your team sucks, and then nothing gets done.
2: Yeah, no, I think that's why it's important to build up a, a movement that's policy-focused. We have welcomed in conservatives in the past into our organization, and we strive to be multi Anyone who wants to come to our policy agenda... We don't care what labels you prescribe to yourself. We want to work towards the common solutions we agree to.
0: Let me let me jump let me jump in real quick. Um, I mean, I, and I'll just I'll just cut the chase. Um, so so John. Um, so I mean, I'm uh I'm sure you're up up to date with this, but um yeah, there's um there's the so-called you know the, the sit down or whatever with uh, with uh, you know, uh, the lawmakers, uh, you know, Nancy Pelosi and uh, you know, Steve Mnuchin, Donald Trump, and over the uh, stimulus well, check, but it it, it looks like once again,
3: oh, sorry,
0: I don't think that's me because I'm uh i not, not getting
5: mic. Go go ahead you and continue. continue. Better now, Izzy. Okay,
0: okay so um um while while saying is uh um. Yeah, it looks like first they're they're saying that oh there's oh it looks like there's progress being made, and then you know then you have Nancy saying um um oh I don't I don't want to make any sort of a compromise or whatever I want my two point two trillion even though there was the proposal of like one point eight trillion by uh, Republicans Donald Trump and stuff, and then you know Mitch is doing all that and stuff. But I want but in short, I I, I just want to ask like. When do you think we'll ever get this, this second stimulus check? And and why are they playing this political game game at the expense of of you know our our struggle? And it's like, what are your thoughts on on all that?
2: Yeah. So my thoughts on all that is that a we've had a stimulus bill out there that's passed the house since May. We have the Heroes Act that's still out there and never got voted through on the Senate. And so I think the first and foremost thing is there's something they can pass right away with the Republican-controlled Senate if they wanted to. In terms of the proposal now, I, of course, think there are some good things in it. I like the cash relief to people, uh, especially the extra bonuses that they gave to dependencies. There were some extensions of the unemployment, even if it wasn't as much as the $600 a week. It's $400 now, so that's still good. It's good to have a bonus amount of money. And there is some support for the state. So there are some good things in there. But I think Nancy has a valid complaint in that there's nothing being done to actually address the health crisis, too. And so just constantly throwing money at a problem that you're not trying to fix the underlying disease can be potentially wasteful. And I think with such a close window to the election, I think they're playing a little hardball now to answer your question of when do we get it. I frankly think it's going to be something, unfortunately, that'll come in 2021. I do think there's going to be a lot of political calculus, and I do think that's a shame. People need help right now. But uh, I think the Republican offer wasn't sufficient. Uh, I think they need to go further, and I hope that they will come to the bill that's already passed. Uh, They have something that's already out there. Come and sign it. If you want to have a win for Donald Trump and for the American people, sign the legislation that's already passed the House. Just pass it through the Senate now.
7: I have contacted my representatives and my senators. And one of my senators is Steve Daines, a Republican, and uh, he has yet to say anything about any of that. And it's kind of bullshit, in my opinion, when the HEROES Act has a thing that not only helps us now, but helps us going forward, because it has what? It has recurring payments. Not only does it have recurring payments, but because of how long that they have waited to pass it, it also has back pay included for to, from April when they first started writing the bill, which means that we'd have April, May, June, July, August, September, and now October, seven months of back pay on top of monthly payments up to a year after The epidemic ends. And it's just ridiculous that they look at that. And then they nitpick because there's money for states. And then there's a little bit of money for green energy. Oh my fucking god. That is so horrible that you are denying people help they need right fucking now for seven goddamn months. I've been calling my senator, both of them, almost weekly since fucking May. And not a damn thing's been done.
5: But uh, you live in a uh, Republican um, re- uh, Republican area, right? So the incumbents are Republicans, correct?
7: One is Republican, one is Democrat. Oh, and okay. um, I've talked with my neighbors. I've talked with people at the school. They want, no, they need this money. We have a thing in this area of Montana where there's families that have had their homesteads and farms of hundreds if not thousands of acres of land for over a hundred years sure we stole it from the native americans but these this is land that their family has been on for a hundred 120 years raising cattle and We're looking at families that have had this land, and they cannot pay the property taxes on this land because of the oil that's under their land now that is being added to their value, their land's value. And they don't have anywhere to sell the meat because of the economic downturn. And so they need the money to keep their family farms, or else they go bankrupt, they have to sell their land, they have to sell their cattle, and they leave. This is families. This is generational families. Grandfathers, sons, grandchildren, all working together and ranching and making a business. And they're going to lose their home. They're going to lose their business. Because someone who supposedly represents them, Donald Trump and Steve Daines and Mitch McConnell, do not give
0: a fuck. I I know I swear a lot, but... Damn it! I'm I'm too pissed off not to. And I do want to I do want to follow up by what what Don was saying. Um, you know, you know, mentioning that oh his representatives are Republican. Um, here's the thing: like I'm I'm in the Chicago area, and you know my senator is uh, Dick Durbin. You know, and um, my two reps are uh, Tammy Ducksworth and Robin Kelly, and they're they're all Democrats. And I I myself have sent a letter. To, to the reps and they um they they haven't responded to me until like uh like uh weeks weeks or months after and it's usually this automated message saying hey um you know my hey so and so uh we got your we, we got your message and we understand your concern or whatever whatever some some bullshit like that saying and then they start bringing up like oh families and children and we support this 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 bill, you know, and and uh and uh, we think that's more important than giving people giving people money or something like that, you know. But if like the to... other questions, call call us at at this number and stuff. And it's the same old same old. I'm like, it's it's like, it's, it's ridiculous. I'd like, like to
5: see any of them write an honest letter back to us saying, "This is what we're holding out for. These are the special interests that we're waiting for the money. You know, these are the corporations that we want to give the money to." And we don't get that we're not gonna yeah, yeah everybody else their I, I, cash I, I so mean, I'm really I'm 100% on board with the uh you know split it out you know, just well, the only piece we care about is the piece that you where you give well, money to the American people directly into our hands.
4: It, it, and the it, rest it, of that, you guys it, want to argue it, about it, it, argue about it, it
5: until, you it know, just, Donald Trump leaves. It, That's just, fine. It just
4: amazes me how non-representing mm-hmm. our so-called representatives are, whether they're Republican, Democrat, Independent, whatever, whatever label they want to put on themselves. I don't give a shit, to, 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 quite frankly, I, I don't care. They can call themselves a duck or a tree or a house or Democrat, Republican. I don't care. Are they responding? Are they actually like looking at what's happening and coming up with an idea or like a plan to implement? That's all that matters. I, I don't care. It's like going to the store. I don't look at the label on what I'm buying. Sometimes, sometimes it depends. But what I care more about the label than the product is like, is the product going to do its job? Not what label does this product have? So right. so so that's what's important. And I find it funny because before I came here, I did a mock debate between uh, Omara, who's running in the 42nd District of California, and Ken Calvert. Chen refuses to debate Liam O'Mara. So how can we know? It's like, it's like, John, if you invited actual incumbents onto your show with the people running against them to have a discussion or a debate, if those incumbents just ignore the people who are running against them, how the hell are they getting voted in again and again and again? It makes no sense.
7: Remember, uh, there Nancy Pelosi. Her seat is up, and her opponent is also a Democrat. I cannot remember that person's name right now, but they're a humanity first oh, candidate. Bittar. Oh, Carrie, uh, yeah.
0: Buttar, yeah, I like, yeah. uh, something like that. Um, I mean, it's, it's, um, I do not I mean, want to I'm, butcher I'm, their name. <laughs> Look, like at this I'm on, point, I'm on the fence. It's, with, it's, I'm on the fence with that guy because, like, um, it's like, cause uh, I don't know, it's like he's he seemed pretty like. Uh, self-centered and for himself thinking like oh we owe him like the the recognition is i mean I, I mean i i'm all about again like i'm all about action if he really is for the people well then just just like just show it in in, in your, your actions and stuff and stop like you know saying like, like oh like, hey at, hey i support you I, at, I you at this so at like, this uh,
4: point though at this point though you guys if like a do nothing incumbent was running against a rock i'd probably vote for the rock you know i, I you know. would I probably vote for the rock as well
7: so, yeah. so. especially if it was dwayne the rock johnson but any
0: rock will do all right um guided... oh, dwayne johnson's through... terrible no like
7: say, real
6: quick. can you uh i it looked like you wanted to chime yeah. in there was a lot going on
2: yeah i mean there there is certainly a lot going on i will say i have had some successes with my own representatives so i don't want to make everyone feel like this effort of trying to contact your representatives makes no difference. I was used to be in New Jersey's 8th District. I uh, reached out to Albio Osiris, who was the House of Representatives member. I actually briefly ran against him in 2019 uh, before endorsing Hector Osagora in that race. And we I w- were able to get him to come on board to the emergency UBI bill from reach out to his actual uh, constituency offices. So I don't want people to feel super depressed about that. And I also want to just make it like clear. This is like I get that we want more Democrats in support of it. I 100% agree. But they're the only ones coming forward with these bills for cash relief. They're the only ones we've gotten co-sponsors from. They're the only ones who are supporting it when they're running for office right now, for the most part. So I think we can't just call them equal here. There's certainly more effort from Republicans to stop cash relief efforts. Uh, as we said beforehand with the HEROES Act, we've passed cash relief efforts And we have a bill already passed through the House. It's time for the Senate Act and for Republicans Act to start helping people. So I don't want this, like, false equivalency. I do think the Democrats aren't doing enough, but I do think they're, you know, heading in the right direction.
7: The problem with the way that that you worded that is saying Republicans, there's one person that needs to do their fucking job. The one person who hasn't actually brought a bill before the Senate hardly at all in the last eight years that he's been the majority leader and that is mitch mcconnell he ran for re-election when obama was president on the policy of i'm not going to do anything to help anyone but myself and the republicans i will not bring any democrat sponsored bill before the senate and he's been doing that he's got what what's the last tally 600 700 bills that have not been brought before the senate that have passed the house just because mitch mcconnell is a giant turd of a man like that is unfair that i call my representatives and they say oh i can't do anything it's all up to mitch mcconnell it's like really you can't can't bully that man you cannot bully that old man into doing his job
2: No, that's them trying to push the blame around. The power that Mitch McConnell has comes from the Republican Party owning the Senate and the Republican Party making him the majority leader. These are just straight facts. You can't just say it's one man doing all this evil. His power comes from his party.
7: Oh, I know that. It's just that. they, it's need, just, to they need to fucking do their job.
2: Oh, 100%. And I mean, to your point about representative nature, right now when 91% of races are determined straight by money, when you need an average of $1.6 to run for a race, when you have 17% of people even approving the job you're doing, but you win 91% of the time, the system the pro- isn't working in that regard. Pro- and that's why democracy reform is one of our top priorities.
0: Yeah. Because i so like, yeah, there's, there's I there's some very deep corruption um in in our systems in our society because you know to like i do want to mention you know to to this point um uh when it comes to mitch mcconnell he's he's not a fan in his own state that he that he represents like most like and i believe um on the recent uh yang speaks episode with uh what was that one guy mike peters or something he was like a uh,
2: matt jones
0: yeah, Matt, Matt Jones or something like that, and he was with, He was telling. He was telling uh, uh, Andrew Yang that um, Mitch McConnell, like you know, everybody essentially hates him over in Kentucky, like not just not just the black community, where like everybody, you know, and um, but and which which only um, which only uh, means like even though it's somewhat baffling, it, it only shows that you know that it wasn't the people who put him in there. It was uh, more or less, you know you know the ones at the top or the ones you know giving them giving people like him the the paycheck you know like like Mitch like 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 him like Nancy and various others uh who are who are who are the ones you know sign, you know making the bills and laws and stuff and i i feel like this is this is this is quite even though it's serious like it is 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 quite the the battle because um even though we we yell at the at the rooftop saying like okay we need we need to bring change and like people are suffering people are dying they're just going to laugh at us unless um there's someone above them who says hey um if you don't do this for the people you know then we're going to do this and that and you know or we're going to cut your checks or or something like that you know but otherwise you know it's like they're they they say you don't know,
5: the when uh, Trump made that one tweet, he's kind of over everybody, right? He's the president, so he's over everyone. And he made that tweet saying, Nancy, give us this uh, this thing to vote on, just this piece, right? I can completely agree, 100% agree with him because he has identified that people want this. We're over 50% on this now. Uh, we're heading up to 70%, I think. You know, public opinion is up and up on getting the cash for the people. And so, if all of these, uh, you know, Mitch McConnell and all these other politicians are not paying attention, the times are changing, right? They need to pay attention to this change in the wind. It's
4: time to, to walk you know, them off the plank, throw them in the dumpster. And, <laughs> and if, if they don't, I'm, I'm don't personally part that, of the pitchfork and
7: torch happens. party. Yeah, I will substitute the pitchforks and torches for a guillotine if allowed. Is
6: that an actual what? party? I, I just want to. No,
7: wanna... I wish
6: that would be a very interesting thing to try and brand um but it's
7: gotten but, that bad but, but them but yeah being so removed from their constituents i, they I think i think that's anymore. it
4: i think like when andrew said that the machine is blo- broken basically if you if you see like gears and there's like one gear that's missing so just by that one gear being gear missing potential. it doesn't it doesn't rotate all the other gears so there's like a gear there that's not there and all the gears before it are rotating and all the gears after that one that's missing is like it's not making all the other damage. ones rotate. Yeah. What? I understand what you
2: mean, it's causing compounding damage. When you take out one functional piece of the system, it's going to cause down like stream effects from what missing that piece is going to do. And I think you're right. This is happening throughout our democracy. So it's not just like, Oh, we fixed campaign finance. Everything's solved. There's so many different pieces of the puzzle that you have to fix to fix the overall system.
3: Well, I it's think also, the thing, the important
2: thing that our, our
0: society.
3: I think we need say to make you sure speak that the say that again.
6: Can you speak up just a little bit? You're a bit quiet to me.
3: Okay, um, so I think what's important though is that all these different moving parts that we have. We have to get them to talk to each other. That's the thing. Like, there's so many moving parts that if we don't get these groups to talk to each other, we're not going to make change—not like we're supposed to, or how we need to, I should say. Yeah, echo chambers. It'll it'll fall apart if we don't. And and what's happened though is with so many people who've been activated um, to make change because like they're watching their whole country right now, people are doing the jobs we need. But if like and we're growing together and merging different movements already right now. Um, you know, but we have to figure out, uh, all the different tiers that need to be built, you know? Yeah, so yeah. That uh, I, I agree a hundred
4: percent Faye. And if they refuse to talk to each other, adios, bye-bye. We don't want you to... just imagine if, if someone had a war between their customer service team and their logistics team every day, and they, they like the one customer service person would say that that person and the logistics team is like stupid, and then that logistics team member, and they wouldn't cooperate, and they would just co- complain about each other all day. You know what that employer would do? That employer would say, "Get out! You, you're all fired. That's it. That I'm sick of this."
7: We have the same thing. They have on right worked here. in factories that operated like that, and you say that the owner would fire them, but instead, our owner just let let things get to the point where we just had a mass walk off and they just hired new people they didn't fire anybody he just saw who was going to leave first and wow. replace the ones that left let me I'm let's say thinking, like the
5: interesting thing that's happening right now is that the one piece that would pass is the cash for the people and everybody knows it and the only reason for you know Nancy not to pull it out and it's just is because they, they, they just
4: want to score brownie they, points. They That's want it. to
5: get the pork. They want to pile the pork on, right? I mean, if it, the pork is the stuff that, you know, they're going to argue about, which is really interesting. I think we need to really, uh, you know, uh, start to think of ourselves as the majority now, right? We've moved into a situation where we are the majority. We, we've been the minority before as Yang Gang, but we've actually moved that needle now to where public opinion is on our side.
3: So we've gone from early adopters to more mainstream at this point, you know? Like, we we are the ones that started that foundation. And because we knew what needed to be done, now other people can step into the framework that we've created, and it'll cascade from there, you know? Especially if we keep merging and inspiring and uh you know getting outside of our own echo chambers i mean i think it's possible i think it's just a lot of work and more than one person is in charge of it
5: and i think this is the moment on everyone (laughs) all right what do you mean by that that? okay as asian karen okay (laughs) it's 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 like time to really you know start uh start acting like the majority right we are the we are now the majority we need to like stand it,
4: it's time to get out of paddle it's time to like be a tiger mom to all these like politicians that we have and stuff like that you know
5: yeah well at <laughs> I, the I beginning think- right at the beginning it was just about have you heard of this have you even heard of this idea have you heard of this idea and now everybody's heard of the idea because everybody's got, well, not everybody Unfortunately, but many, many people have gotten their stimulus checks and they're like, oh, yeah, that was good, right? There are some people who Not
3: are now, actually, but that really was
7: good.
5: Guilty for getting an extra check. Okay? Or or just even the
3: unemployment that people got. That was the first time they actually had money. Like, people are like, oh, oh yeah, that was great. Yeah. Money and I can use it uh, for when things go to crap again. Like, you um, know, they yeah. were able.
4: Speaking, to. As, as one of those people, eventually it got to a point where I didn't want to splurge anymore and I just said, you know what, like I want to self-actualize, I want to like do something good with this money, like I want to build a business, I want to be like more active, I I, I wanted to like leave, like, like the money was making me feel so happy that I'm like, what can I do to like leave a legacy or like leave something behind other than just splurge and go shopping and just buy a whole bunch of like stuff for myself it just got to that point and it's like Let people get there. Let people get there, you know?
3: But, see, you invested in yourself when you bought that drone because that is something you can use to make money later, right? You were, like, investing the money you got from the government into a passion that you have that can also turn around money and help other people even, you know? You brought the camera to the UBI uh, parade, uh, you know, Went to in LA, and people wanted that footage you had, right? So you can actually help empower other people's projects 100%. by investing in yourself, and then you know it's a cascading effect as well that way.
4: There's so socialism, hundred percent. Right? Like I do, although, wanna- although we already have socialism for the rich, mind you, but that's fine. But I guess for us, like, but it's not even socialism; it's just capitalism that doesn't start at zero. It's these rhetorical tools that are being presented to us that brainwash people. If we can win the rhetorical game, we win the game. It's just about, like, branding and stuff like that. It's funny. I, I had a conversation with a scam buster. His name is uh, Coffeezilla, and I said that, you know what, if people had this financial floor, they'd be less susceptible to some scammer coming in but and, and talking about like, hey, give me a ton of money so later you're going to make some money. Because that's how scams work. And then you know what he responded to me? He said, oh, but I have a friend who just like would get the money and he's a welder and he always complains about his job. If he got the money, he'd just like sit home and like smoke weed all day and do this and that i have the video for you guys it's it's i'm premiering it at six o'clock of my conversation with that guy you can just take a look at it because because a lot of people are like brainwashed by the by the paradigm of capitalism and communism when i said we need a whole new paradigm this paradigm in and of itself is toxic it has nothing to do with these things
6: we can do things that are both fun and uh productive And that's what uh, UBI gives us the opportunity to do. It's to take the things that are our passions and fun for us and turn them into something that generates value for others as well. Not just for ourselves. Like everybody's personal project can be turned into something that enriches the world around them. And
4: and, and this this is what we loved to do when we were, you know, kids, when we were like maybe seven, eight years old, like, uh, uh create a little like project and invite all the kids and like make teams and like this is this and this is that now let's play some video games now let's like play some ball let's like create our own rules let's do our own yeah. things and like let's have some fun with it what's wrong with that when you get older i
3: watched what's a couple people share some projects right like there's this person who um is part of the yang gang uh her name she's part of a fridge project where essentially you know take what you need leave what you can you know and it's a to get away from food scarcity right because we don't need to be starving like we are we could spread the love of food but another person had a second home and you know she started making yeah community center.
4: Farmers are throwing away their excess food. Wouldn't it wouldn't they feel happier if they could just sell it? Do you know how happy like my managers got when I worked at the electronics store when people were buying things? They don't care if those people were working or not working or like if they did it through the sweat of their brow. They just saw people come into the store. And when I sold them something, whether that person got the money from inheritance or from working, my managers were all like ecstatic. And and thing and when i wasn't selling anything which i don't have control over how much cust- how much money the customers have and how many times they come in the store when i wasn't selling first of all the managers really got pissed off and second of all the customers got uncomfortable with me trying to shove the sale down their throat
7: and the other problem um and trying to talk so let's give them some time to talk uh, okay, so I mean, one thing
2: I wanted to just kind of get out there is that, you know, we do need to do more than just a branding exercise. I do think that's very important. And we certainly get to talk about that a ton on the Hill of Roses. But it's really just, we got to get out there, got to get involved in the actual community. Like there is an establishment in place. And so you know, who are the most likely people to be involved in the political process, and be likely to politically volunteer? the people who are already doing this stuff and already leading our communities. And so you kind of have to also just say, show up to these community centers, whether that be sometimes it's actually, I don't do this myself. I'm not a religious person, but going to church builds community. It builds trust in you and they're more willing to listen to your ideas. Likewise, go to local town meetings and be able to get involved there. I think we just have to, um, you uh, know, uh, get more involved
5: We just went through, uh, thing earlier today, and we came back early from this event with the local Democrats. There was a bunch of different people who were running for this, and it's this you know small, tiny little event. But um, we had Kathy Chang, who is running for justice and of the uh, Supreme Court um, out
4: here. Yeah. And, uh, I think I think that's good.
5: <clears throat> so, but when we go there, we get to meet a lot of people who are who are essentially the movers and shakers who've been doing it their whole lifetimes. time. most of but and we can know. learn from them too. Maybe they're You have to show up to learn, yeah. And right, to offer differences right. like offer. And
4: and I think um as a Jew like there's this whole concept of like sedaka and I think UBI would like represent that. Sedaka is like giving like charitable stuff and I think I'll get a, in touch with like a couple of rabbis and like ask them like what they think of this UBI concept. I haven't done that. So it's an idea there.
3: You also have a lot of Jews in your neighborhood too though. Like you could totally resonate with you them totally with that. With,
2: with I have that in common. We have the most Jews on earth other than Israel where I live.
4: <laughs> <All Nice. right. laughs> so yeah, tell, tell go go out there and tell ask them like like yeah. they, they probably know about sedaka and ask like, "Hey, like how how would you think of this like universal sedaka?" You know, like universal basic sedaka, UBT.
3: Is that like tithing for the Christians?
4: Yeah, yeah, basically. It's like uh it's and the I same mean, thing.
2: it also makes a lot of sense, I think, when you've analyzed a lot of historical rises in hate crime, it's often very correlated with high economic inequalities of the area. Like if you're thinking about even like Nazi Germany, it followed the economic laws oh, yeah. by World right. War One. Right.
4: And the, the, if no, no, no.
2: That now you're going to obviously also see a rise in hate. A hundred
4: percent, because because if people can't that. work, if people can't work on like a passion project or like something that gives them meaning and purpose and value, they're going to find it in some very very dark ways. And That's sad, but that's what happened. Not only like. that,
2: but poverty makes us dumb.
4: Just, just putting that
2: out there. It's not like someone in poverty's fault that they sometimes act irrationally. It's like you're not going to keep good mental health or general health if you don't have the means to provide for that such service. So, yeah, I, I, I think a hundred percent it's going to help decrease violence in society if we give everyone money.
5: I know there's a this whole you know reducing your, uh, your, your you know number of uh, IQ points or whatever but there's also this sort of feeling of helplessness that you get when you're impoverished um you spend a lot of time trying to reduce what you're able, what you have to uh what you do like all of your activities to reduce them so that you cut out all of the things that don't you know you don't want to spend money on and so you you drive less you go to less things you participate less and then and pretty soon you start. You've limited yourself so much that you no longer think of yourself as being important. You know, you're, you you yeah, don't have to God. go to those I, things. You don't have to participate. You don't have to have your voice there. And right, um, right,
4: it's, it's yeah. a slippery slope to despair. Like we always talk about the slippery slope concept. Like, but if you do this, then this is going to happen, and then if that's going to happen, then this is going to happen. It's a slippery slope. Well, poverty is a slippery slope, and once you start slipping you can like fall off. And um, I was just talking to someone who's like, was a whistleblower on this, like, like called out a corporation for the things that they did and they can blackball you out of the job market, out of your profession. If you can get blackballed out of your profession, that is tyranny because they're not, they're not like killing you directly but they are limiting how you get your oxygen, how you get your nourishment by blackballing you, and that's not freedom. If if if, if you don't have like a line of income separate from your pro- profession that you can get blackballed from,
1: I think it's worth adding that uh, just to clarify. You know, we're by no means experts pontificating on despair and poverty and the slide there into. We are all people who've experienced it personally, which is probably what has ultimately brought us together here today uh, correct me if i'm wrong anyone please
4: <laughs> well i mean i i've um i have not but the thing is
0: is that All right like, well that's like, fair that's from, I mean, it's very big of you from,
1: to kind of admit it that way thank you ariel right, i'm sorry but, i wasn't but thinking from, of you but from
0: the thing but but, but, but you but have
1: experienced a sort of you know bait and switch your whole life disappointment and oh, a lack of opportunity certainly you are you deserve to be here the, as much as anyone yeah
4: the 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 bait and Switch is infuriating to me. And I can only imagine how much worse it is for people who come from like no means. I come from relatively like affluent means. But when I see that, like I go into some kind of like job training program or I go into some something and I'm given promises that you're going to come out of this path with a job, with something, with something that you can make money with. And those promises are broken, and I have no recourse. That pisses me off. And and it, it's a good thing that that I have a natural safety net with my family. But if I didn't, I would be in like the same dire straits. And that is not that that is just not right. That is just not fair. That is just not okay. It just just in and of itself, no matter because if you come that, from means or you it, don't.
3: We don't live in alignment with reality. That's the thing. Like We aren't like focusing on finding the truths and working with truths to find solutions. We imagine that we know what it looks like. It's like trying to draw a person's face without looking at their face. You're going to have a little distortion to it, right? Uh, but you can have maybe close especially if you know techniques to recreate faces but if you're just a beginner and you're trying to draw a face it's not going to look exactly like that person right it's not going to look realistic and, that, and that's kind of what we're doing with reality we're, we're we're pretending like we know what we're doing but we've never taken the time to look at it to study we're it actually, to
0: study we're actually it. running we're actually running away right. from reality like okay? like that's, people that's, that's like that's, people that's, that's, Go ahead, go like
4: ahead. when when people with generational wealth uh um uh what is it make assumptions about people who are struggling that that's just not fair in and of itself but yeah go 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 ahead izzy yeah
0: yeah like when um yeah like um like like what you what you were saying uh, um yeah people are are just running away from reality in a form of like uh you know while also you know aware of uh reality the truth but you know there um this this thing about like you know fake positivity and like always trying to like be positive and be nice you know in these in these times and and shaming those who are like pessimistic or negative or just or just see like uh, hey things are not going to get better it's just like oh you know you're you're ruining my vibe get away from me and stuff like that so it's like it's a lot of like uh Meanwhile, they try to like mask it with, uh, with um alcohol, drugs, cigarettes, all the all these things. These same people who you know, they're you know who are like that 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 dog sitting in that in a house on fire, saying this is fine. They're acting just like that, and and in the process, they're actually um adapting the same sort of ne- negligence and uh toxicity that you see. You know, with these lawmakers, you know, currently and even before, just they're actually like um, becoming like a like a habit and spreading throughout our our own society. So it, it's going from lawmakers to you know the freaking support groups that are against <laughs> right, toxic right, right, people, along with organizations, and, and it, family members, I friends, and to add, to uh, uh
4: and and this whole culture yeah. of hu- hustle porn it's it's just gotten ridiculous everything is like like if you go on instagram there's like all these hustle channels about like i wake up at 5 a.m and and like eat like a bowl full of kale and then i exercise and then i just go out and i hustle all the time until i die and then i do the same thing it's like hustle, hustle, and if and i can
0: like, do it I'm you can together. too yeah
4: <laughs> right the it,
0: personal it's
5: responsibility yeah. <laughs> it's your it's your fault if you're not perfectly fit and you're not a wealthy and you don't have you know, X number of kids and a wife and, uh, you know, uh, everything's perfect in your life. So, um, but I'm with John in terms of, you know, that's why I was saying when, when uh, Faye was asking me, you know, how do you Karen people or whatever it is, you know, I I feel like that's where we need to be, though. We need to uh, walk in, you know, to these political arenas and represent ourselves as the majority. Okay. If you don't care about, obviously, you must care what I think, because if you don't care about me, then you don't care about your constituency. I represent the majority of the people who are, who are you know, in your district. And, you know, I'm going to tell you how it is, you know. And, and uh, when you tell me you can't do it, I'm going to say, why? Why can't you do it? And I'm going to tell you who I need to speak to to get that done. You
2: know, know, (laughs) it's honestly a lot easier to ignore people whining online than it is to ignore people whining right in front of you at a town hall meeting or at their offices. It's like you got to deal with them. It's like the difference between, you know, I don't know if any of you have had uh, phone bankers uh, try to reach out to you, but you know you always, like, you'll get spam emails asking for money, all these supportive candidates. You'll, you'll throw them away. But if someone shows up your, at your door knocking and says, I'd like to talk to you about this, you're like, oh, they, they went through all the effort to show up and be there. Like, I can't just be an but, asshole and ignore them the whole time. I have to, like, right. engage. And so but, I think but, there's sense of showing up.
4: The, the pandemic kind of changed that whole calculus because, like, before, before it happened... I was actually, like, planning to go on some of these things in physical space, and then they canceled the whole thing. But that was in the beginnings,
6: what I'm
2: <laughs> But even still, there's, like, you're still going to have these town hall meetings. It's not like government just ended. Like, yeah, it's moved virtual now. You should still show up to that point because a lot of the times they'll still have open from the public statement portions to those meetings. So it's good to show face, I think, uh, in general, and I encourage people to do both the support online and building national infrastructure. It's like we're trying to do at the Hell of Roses, but also like where you live, get involved and go and show up to meetings. It's, you know, usually only a couple hours per week, try and just show up for those couple hours a week and get to know the people of your community. Cause that's, that's the biggest way you're going to be able to make changes always local.
0: Well, so that's I've if you done. have like the energy, the means to, to, to do those things. Cause not everyone has, the, the ability and you can't like force them because you I know, know I your health your health is your top priority but yeah like I I I I think that is that is a good idea but we should make it like a, a a normal thing and like make you know have like the majority the general public like you know get in because we you know we can't do it all this on our own and mind you like it might have been easier. Like back in like middle school, high school, where you know, like they say, stand up to a bully, and we just stand up to them. They won't, and they'll leave us alone or whatever. Essentially, here's and here's the here's the big problem though. Those bullies are the lawmakers now. They're the ones who you know who are in charge of like our 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 future, our fate, or whatever. And standing up to them, it's like we're just going to be wasting our breath, and they're just going to make it worse for us. So what we need is we is uh, a Majority of people to rally together, so we can all stand up to these to these bullies and send them packing. You know, I mean, but I mean, that's that's if we're and able here's, to.
2: Here's where I disagree, though, because I think to start a rally of people, you need the first person to start a rally. So I don't want people to feel like they should be waiting around until they can build up a majority effort. Simply getting involved and going to these places, there's going to be another room in uh, another voice in the room to hold people accountable when you just show up and actually go talk to these people. Because right now, most of the time when you're talking about local legislature, they're owned by the developers in your area. Because they're the ones who need to constantly go and get permits from these town village people. They don't hear from people because they just don't care. And as you said, you're right. We can't all you know be able to do this. Some people are working class people working two, three jobs. And it's why we need to try and bring in more people who are of, you know, kind of this upper middle class lifestyle. They have more time available. They have more resources. You can't just ostracize these people. The progressive movements of the early 1900s that rallied, you know, this coalition of social programs as well as voting rights for women involved a lot of, you know, upper middle class people. And I think we can tell them how these ideas like universal right, yeah, also help them. I think we can't let it be like a, you know, the mm. poor is our only base. The young is our but- only base. Because it's yeah, noble to want to help let, those groups, but they're disenfranchised oh, from participating in the right. Right,
4: no, and, and to, to, to follow up on that, John, yeah, upper middle class people are not our enemies. In fact, a lot of um, children of upper middle class people are having just as much trouble in getting work and getting good work as their counterparts. So right, we can right. all come up with that. Like the, the robot doesn't care if you came from upper middle class or uh regular lower middle class, it's going to replace your job. So we can all get together and say like, okay, what, are, What? It, it, maybe this job isn't necessary. We can create a new economy. Let's have this UBI. So it, it's a rising floor for everyone and it helps everybody and, and we can all get together on that. Yeah. And we don't it, have to be each other's and, and the
2: one thing I'd like to add about why I think it's very important to go local, um, if you think about who the people are that aren't traditionally in our voter base, let's even take the Yang campaign specifically, the number one demographic we struggled with was old people. Old people. They tend to be a little bit more conservative in nature too, but it was old people. Guess who is at these local town meetings running things? Old people. That that's where they go. They go to these community functions. They're kind of ingrained into their communities already. And so how do you start changing people? Well, first talking to them and showing up where they already are. And so that's why it's so important that, you know, a lot of this online advocacy I think is important. I think we need to build up support systems to get people plugged and involved. But online is young. There's a lot of young people online. So that's gonna cap where you can really go take Twitter for an example. It's only 20% of people in total. And then on top of that, you're skewing young and young people. We would love this to change, but they don't vote as much. They don't have as much resources to contribute to campaigns. And so you have to start going where the older people are. So you can start speaking this message and start winning more support from a broader base.
1: It's interesting that yang is a hard sell to older people when the elderly are one of the demographics that are traditionally, historically, much more likely to experience poverty, right? So,
6: And it's also incredibly important to remember that uh, if we wait for us to actually take the majority the uh, old-fashioned way, it's going to be another decade or two until they die off. So uh, that's going to be a while. We have to actually make action on them to get a real majority.
7: Lest we cough on them with COVID.
5: Ooh, that's, oh, a, that's rough. That's rough. Who is the new person <clears> throat> that throat> joined us? Can we say hi?
1: I do not know who this person is, but uh, Steve! welcome to the show. You have found your way to the show, so welcome. How are you doing? Who are you?
8: Uh, I'm Steve. So Dizdor met- Diz knows oh. me. I've been around for a bit.
7: Well, welcome to the show. Oh, Steve,
8: hi. I just got to adjust my headphones quick.
7: So I'm wondering wondering, crime in the charity I- game here.
8: While
6: I we're break, oh, I wanted to bring up something that happened in my town, apparently. Um, it's kind of interesting. Have you guys heard of the stuff that happened with Governor Whitmere and how she was... Oh,
7: you were
4: tweeting yeah. about that. Vanilla. Yeah. 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 No,
6: one of the uh, people who got arrested was in my town, and apparently uh, the FBI did part of their sting in my town. I've got an article here that I'm going to link in there. You it, it's weird. It's weird, and it's really close to home. And I've got a I've got a neighbor with a Trump flag next to me, so it makes me a little extra paranoid. I don't know. I don't know. I normally am fine with that kind of stuff, but when all of a sudden the He's militia is like trying me. to kidnap people in your town, you go, "What?" And people don't look the same to you anymore.
7: I mean, like you, I live in so eastern I mean, Montana, Montana, so I know everyone's in a militia.
3: I don't and know. I know if they're going to try to make like, you like. Please update me. What is this about? What's going on?
0: So, oh I, I can i can jump in because I, I also heard the story so recently there was uh, like uh you know there 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 was like uh people who were part of this this militia or whatever uh in michigan um who were um very you know very against um um governor governor uh whitmer um because of how she handled uh COVID. and and you she, she was like uh i think she was like uh restricting businesses or closing 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 the the state down and stuff and they didn't like that and and um then there's this, this there's this uh this recent uh um you know article or, or you know story about um these um you know these couple couple of folks a part of that group who were conspiring to kidnap her and like what bring her to the court for treason or something like that. Now uh, with this
6: Execute her at the end if they took like they were going to try her for treason, and then they were going to try and incite civil war. That was the idea.
0: That, and that's and that's just like listen, like no one, no one should do that. Like any, if any, if any of us did that, we 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 would we would go straight straight to jail. So it's like so of course they're go, so it's no surprise that the FBI would get involved because you literally made a threat to an an a, an official. You know, during to kidnap them, whatever. That's that's a crime. And it's like, and you, and I, I'm sure they're gonna like try to make this political, saying, "Oh, you know, they're 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 arresting us because we're, because we're we're patriots because we we love the First and Second Amendment and shit." And I'm like, "Come on,
7: kidnapping <laughs> is not protected by the First Amendment." Sorry. Yeah,
2: no. and I think we also have to talk about talk about that. Trump has some culpability here. I think when you he actually was in uh,
7: Trump, saying a Trump, lot negative. Agreed.
2: Michigan, he is, he is, I think yeah. you're going to get some
7: extreme reactions. Yeah, he said a lot of things on Twitter, and he said some things in some speeches directed at the governor of Michigan for denying his reopen I, policy I immediately. I
4: I think I think we forget that like states like Michigan, Ohio, and Pennsylvania have a lot in common with states like Kentucky. I, I want to add, know, you know,
1: yeah, they do. Yeah. But sorry, before we get yeah. off track, I do want to add that. Um, so watching rising this morning that whole pe- they had a whole piece on how the kidnappers were actually anti-Trump. So it's that they, they they were not Trump supporters.
0: Hmm. Okay. Interesting. I
1: want to just
3: I wanna one thing. One thing. It is incredible that our president doesn't understand the language he uses and the power it has, right? He's got so much power that he seems to be oblivious to or is like capitalizing on, right? But it's like, he's got all this, mid, like, what? With great power comes great responsibility. But I don't think he understands that people his message.
4: The thing is, is like, if, if, if a used car salesman was like your crazy uncle on Thanksgiving, like, no one would really, you know, okay, he's just some random guy in the town. But Trump just gets this used car salesman nonchalantness and applies it to his job.
6: I think also it's important to point out that they may not have been Trump supporters, but they are following a lot of his messaging. A lot of the points they were making were verbatim Trump points. Things like...
5: So they got it
7: from him or got it from Alex Jones?
5: So I yeah. know that most of uh, Trump's supporters do not... They Every time Trump gets blamed for something, they like to reply back. How is he responsible for that? Like they don't—it's uh, it, the whole group. It's not just Trump himself. They all disavow Trump's any sort of responsibility for anything he does, which is just completely
4: yeah, ridiculous. But
2: then they'll say it's I mean, Joe Biden's fault. Like that makes sense,
4: right? <laughs>
2: yeah.
4: So it's like—I mean, I, it. I can, I can see Put a on anybody's
5: back, and then step back and watch the violence happen, and go, "Hey, I had nothing to do with it." That makes no sense at all.
4: Sorry, go ahead. Trump is very like a uh, slippery, like the sli- like he's like the Teflon man, like nothing nothing ever like sticks to him. But but it's but 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 I mean, there wasn't a lure to him uh, when he ran when he was a candidate. It's like yeah, he'll go in there, he'll like destroy the establishment. But now that's all gone. I don't I know. I Thought
6: he was a shock jack to an extent. Like I thought, like he was gonna be like Howard Stern. He was. Registered as a Democrat, I was saying whatever it took to become popular, and it didn't matter who was listening, that was who he was going to appeal to if they were listening. And I was very wrong.
1: I think a lot of people just wanted an alternative to what they had experienced over and over and over again. They were just tired of, you know, uh, moderate Republicanism and neoliberalism, which are almost in practice the same thing just decade after decade and this was and trump was a protest vote they were going oh this guy can't be worse and i think a lot of people who voted for him go oh he actually is worse wow this is a terrible situation we're in this is a new so but it doesn't mean that they're happily voting for biden either that's obviously not happening you know biden created the private prison system i mean you could certainly argue he's the greater evil i i I don't know you know it's it's just a terrible time we live in what are you going to do Which is a greater evil,
7: succumbing to a dictator or finding a way that might be able to slowly, even if it takes years, get us out of this bullshit? Uh, Well, That's a real question we have to ask ourselves this election season, right?
5: The
6: coronavirus coronavirus is still not over yet either. We are going to be dealing with this probably for years. So who do you want in charge of that as well? And uh, Trump has shown what he's going to do during that and it's
4: it's he's just not going to care
6: people it's tearing people in pieces not just
4: (laughs) oh he's you know terrible terrible so but
6: i mean we
1: should not have to say well this guy did create the private prison system one of the worst injustices in human history but let's vote for him because he's going to do a better job handling the plague that's a bad position, and we should not allow ourselves to be in this position year after year, you know? <laughs> position,
6: in my opinion, either. I don't think that it's fair to say, you know, people are actively dying right now because of decisions Trump made. There are people actively suffering right now because of decisions Trump made.
1: Yes, that's now, true. Now,
6: we can fix that system, but right now we need emergency responses, and Trump is not responding in an emergency way. And we need that response.
2: I'd also like to jump in a little bit on the topic of actually Joe Biden and the 1994 crime bill. I think we have to also realize that we were actually in a pretty different time at that point. We were at a increasingly high crime uh, scenario in the 1990s, and we've seen significant drop-offs since then. I think there are some parts of the bill that were egregious and could be recognized as egregious at the time. But when you actually scan over the omnibus bill which had a ton of different facets to it like 80 to 90 percent of it was good we're just criticizing the over incarceration and continuation of the war on drugs that was started under republican administrations like nixon and continued under reagan and we also have to recognize why there was so much crime at the time the reagan administration had basically done a major mental health injustice when they shut down tons and tons of asylums and let the people out into the streets roam naturally. Those people who had mental health disorders became the new criminals. And so you have this system where your crime spike, and you know what? Jim Clyburn in an interview himself said, you know what? I came back to my community and they were lambasting me for opposing this bill because they wanted their community safe too. And he specifically pointed out in this interview, he's not talking about just South Carolinians. He's talking about black South Carolinians. They wanted some actual law in order at that point in time. So I think that was a very different era. And we're looking at it with some historical revisionism of seeing some consequentialism of creating this incarceration state. I think we'd need to just
4: tackle the heart of the problem, which is end the war on drugs. Yeah, I like that approach of, like, laser focusing focusing on what's creating these problems and how we can solve them instead of who's to blame and getting mad. It's like, we really need a coalition of... Problem solvers and uh, and we need to be very strategic about it. Not willy nilly. We need to think things through. Like how are we saying things? Who are we saying them to? What effects did they have? Not just like go out there and be all like, ah, you know, which is what we see like everywhere.
3: Okay, almost. Yeah, so we need to pay attention to what are drugs. They are coping mech mechanism. What are we coping from? Right. Like okay. So then you ask why. Figure out like you know. that you know you know uh ways to solve that but you keep digging until you find the source right because coping mechanisms means you're sad over something okay you know and that's what we're focusing on yet we keep punishing people for coping like what a what a like you have mental health issues how dare you i'm going to punish you more and cause you more trauma because you decided to find your own coping mechanism you can't afford the services that have been provided because they're like ridiculously expensive. So yeah.
1: That's I'm a great point. We can't let Biden off the hook just because we want Biden to win. We can't paint a rosy, rosy picture just because, you know, the idea is that, well, he's got to stop Trump, so we can't remember him as as bad as he really is. That's just a way to get the lesser of two evils every single cycle, because there's no, I, I always going to be painted as existential. But let, let me just saying, let yeah, point yeah. out that no, I don't and and think it it we can really... I want to challenge the idea we can attribute any drop in crime to the crime bill, because at about the same time we have adults who... Ah, uh, were coming of age who were not lead poisoned, so there was a drop in crime because before that, adults had all been lead poisoned because gas had been removed, lead had been removed from gasoline, you know, uh, 15 <laughs> odd years that's ago. That's so, that's ne- that's so we, on delay, happening. we saw a reduction in lead poisoning, which is really why there was a reduction in crime. And we have all these policies that are trying to take credit for things they didn't do. It's really just lead poisoning.
5: Okay, so I'm the one. What I wanted to push back on is not to pu- not to uh, you know. Exonerate Biden for things that he'd done in the past, but just think about him as someone who has done a lot of things. If he's been in Congress for a lot of years now, he has already, you know, been in politics for a long time, been dragged through the mud multiple times, done the wrong things. Some, um, and your um, uh, might keep drop
7: keeps dropping out. Yeah.
5: Okay, but the important thing I think is to think of him as a full human with good and bad. He's also cool. co-sponsored the Violence Against Women Act. Of which did a lot of uh, very good things for uh, women.
1: It didn't cost them So anything.
5: There,
4: there are there are but, different but, things that you have to look at, and not just, you know, like I I, I, thing, I like know. you, buddy. But it. sometimes it's like it's like a little pessimistic. I don't think that I think that Biden can be molded if we all like sat in a room nope. with him together. And you no no, but that attitude right there—that what
7: you have, buddy.
1: Tell me the sort of mechanism by which we can exert any control there is not one
7: agree with i agree with both of you i I agree suggestion for that please i agree that ariel is right and i agree that shale is right no biden can't be molded but biden has stated that anything that will cross his desk that was that was um passed through congress through congress my Democrat majority will be signed by him, even if he disagrees with it. And that is what we need to do, is get more people in Congress yeah. and in the Senate, so that way we, as people who are pro-UBI, can bring those bills to get signed. I'm going to clip That's this and show it to you in 2024. I'm going to clip this, show this say
6: and say show it to, we're we're it, to 20, it to you. I <laughs> want of, to He has not said a single thing this time, and he has tried to insert one thing. Let's let him have at least one line since he bothered to join us today. Mega Steve?
8: Okay, (laughs) so what I was thinking is we might not be able to necessarily mold Biden, but what we can do is accept him for now since we have to get the lunatic out of the White House. But then every two years are primaries. We got to get pro UBI candidates in at every opportunity into Congress, into the Senate, in all branches of government, until this idea well, is normalized.
5: Uh, also, I, I have agree a with second, that. I have a second idea, which is none of us be in the room with him, and we just send Obama to talk to him because UBI is already Obama. That's his best friend. So <laughs> Obama
4: had a super
7: majority and never did I, shit. I, I,
4: I don't know about that.
0: I think uh I I, I, I I think Obama's just
4: pretending to be for UBI, but I don't know.
0: Unless unless Yang uh, unless Andrew Yang convinces them again. And, uh, well
4: Andrew Yang was in the room with Obama for for his like, entrepreneurship award. So maybe we can get Andrew Yang to talk to Obama and then Obama to talk to Biden.
6: So I don't know. Maybe since Andrew Yang's on the business council, Yang will just be Yang himself, go in there you and make case and do what he's done for all of us and so okay. many people who disagreed with UBI beforehand. Mm. And I like will come out eventually, as convinced as we are, as rabbit holed as we are for UBI. That's my dream, at least.
4: Right. My know. dream was for Yang to debate Trump. That was my dream. That would have been beautiful have a comment, comment
7: from Twitch chat. Uh, what is your time frame for UBI? When do you think you can make it happen? This is from Public Citizen LTD. We're
1: looking at 2099 right now. it's That's a joke.
7: Oh, bad answer. That's a joke. I would say mid-2030s. I would say mid-2030s. I would say
4: 2022 if we can get our stuff together.
0: Yeah, I'll, I'll have gray hair by the time UBI gets. Are, are we
4: talking truly UBI, or are we counting like basic income or
2: even stimulus monthly recurring payments? Are we talking like a permanent UBI?
7: Because if so, I'm. Spending I guess means-tested or
6: <laughs> <be> just another
7: <laughs> 2030s recurring stimulus might be mm. next year. Yeah, that's. I'm
2: going
6: to be overly optimistic person here and say that I have a. Video clip that I watch every day that makes me feel better about the world of Andrew Yang saying that he thinks that Biden will pass UBI his first term. Yeah, and I know that's unrealistic. Years, right? I know it's not true, but it makes me feel good. And I'm going to keep on like focusing on that because it helps motivate me. Hey, well, if hey, we get, if, hey we get, if we get yeah,
7: 2020, it can motivate you to the minute that he gets elected. Start like sending letters to him the day that he is confirmed as the nominee just hey, from whatever day in november we God. get the results just start mass mailing him about ubi and recurring stimulus and he doesn't give a fuck get <laughs> he doesn't care about
1: anything but his donors no i don't, don't know so.
0: if, if if we can get mit if we can get nancy and nancy and mitch and and any other lawmakers like them, like out of out of office, and put the right people in there. Maybe that's like a better coach, idea. So.
4: I mean, I mean, yeah. E- even if we Shahid get David ba- Kim in there, even, 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 is he, yeah, David, I think David has a good Cardona, he, but, but even even if Shahid Batar gets in and David Kim gets in, hopefully David Kim can push Shahid Batar. For the yeah. UDI or something like that, we we have to do it like that. We have to think really strategically. We we can't we can't have these all or nothing mentalities. They never right. work, and they're always counterproductive.
0: Right.
5: And uh, perhaps my East Texan friends who are revolutionary need a revolution. and you happens? To turn to happen up happen your up yeah, Faye. Your,
8: your, noise is, down, your noise gate is your noise gate is eating you. Did yeah, you say no revolutionary thinking?
1: Revolutionary thinking? <laughs> uh, oh, uh, please repeat yourself a little bit closer to the mic. Your noise gate is overly yeah. aggressive.
5: Oh, I'm sorry. Um, I'm just saying that I'm out here. I would probably agree that nothing can ever think. until we just get rid of everything. And so it just has to all disappear, and you know, the militia cutting out Faye.
4: <laughs> yeah.
1: I, I like but those I people, but the then chance. they have the solution. They're like, and then we, we have guns, and we're going to go right out with the guns and, I don't know, do something with the guns until you the things burn happen. Burn I'm like, guns. I don't know. I'm, I'm, they lose, I'm like, they kind of lose me there. I'm like, I, I don't know. I don't know if that's going to work. And I don't have guns myself. I don't know.
6: But, uh, I certainly
1: understand the frustration. I'm sorry, Mia, you were saying.
6: Oh, the government can fire at you from space. There's no way that's gonna work. They have microwaves so that they can fire at you from miles to make you nauseous and fall over. You're gonna drop your guns the moment there's any actual like it's it's ridiculous. The idea that you're gonna take your like guns. Like a drone and, bomb and overthrow the government in the case of an emergency is ridiculous.
0: Yeah, yeah,
4: the, the government, government has is, tanks and I, nukes. It's, it, it's all about, like, the image they want to project. They just want to look like Rambo, but they don't know anything. They, they, they don't have any, like, training or anything like that. It's we sad. can be more sympathetic. Ooh. It's
1: not just about an image. They're frustrated like we are, you know. They believe they can make a change. I mean, maybe they're wrong, but I think, in a way, their heart's in the right place. I can't ever really agree with violent methods. Okay. I don't support violence, me, but me, there I, is a kernel of goodness there, Ariel, and that's what we have to see to work with these people as allies so we can get UBI done
7: you're going to say that there's a kernel of goodness in the militia people but say that Biden's not going to help us get UBI
1: Shale listen I I have to say the things that aren't being said otherwise there's no conversation right I know I know
4: at least it's opening something up
6: the militia believes themselves to be the hero in their narrative right everybody does They think that they're the line that stands between us and tyrannical government, that they are the people who, when the government comes to chip you, you're going to be thanking them for having stockpiled millions of bullets and, uh, you know, acting crazy and blowing shit up in their backyards. I don't know.
7: Take our guns! When they come to take our guns, we're going to shoot them, and you're going to be glad that we shot them, because they
0: ain't going to take your guns.
5: A real you. That you was know, a very uh, good announcement. At, um, at its most, un-nuanced, yes.
0: Nuanced, bro. Well, the, well, um. the other thing, well, I've um, actually
5: had to tell my friends, who are, you know, very excellent people. Um, I've told them, please do not show up anywhere to protect me with God. <laughs> you want to show up with your bags of herbs? <laughs> yes. But <laughs> everything else? No.
0: <laughs> the interesting, oh the interesting thing about it, the interesting about it is that... Uh, you know when it comes to like the, the so-called militia or the government like they're um they're pretty quick when it involves um you know uh force or fighting back or like you know if you try to like overthrow the government or whatever like they're ready to they're ready to you know shoot aim and fire or like if 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 like us you know you're suing someone they they you know you know file a lawsuit against them they're going to hire hired the the best lawyers, they're gonna call you out on every single, you know, uh, thing you have, like any anything that they can use against you. Like but when it involves like actually helping the people, doing something productive, they're they're now all of a sudden they're full of excuses, you know. And, and also they're quick and like if they're helping out the big companies, big airlines and stuff. But but with with, with bailing up the people and, and helping the people doing something that that will be very beneficial. They're like, oh, we can't do this because of A, B, and C, or we're broke, and, you know, and they just they just throw a whole bunch of BS at you. And, and of course, the, the ones listening, they, they take their word for it because of the title they hold or or because, you know, they have, they yeah, have a gun. It's, it's
4: like when it comes to helping you, they suck, but when it comes to, like, blowing stuff up and hurting people and punishing people, they're really good at it. That's terrible. Yeah, That's stupid.
7: Yeah. Don't you know somebody who wishes he was a one-man militia something something brother? So um so the thing is
5: uh since Biden has this long, you know, record of public service, right? You can you can you can blame yeah, Sorry, politicians are terrible. So
3: watch the green square
5: cuz okay? that's when you cut out. But whereas if you go if you uh take a look at Trump, it's like what has he spent his life doing other than amassing things for himself and doing things you know to put his name up there's nothing he has done that you can and so then you can say oh well you know there's nothing to blame on him Uh, and that's kind of kind of weird you know we should also we think about it the fact that he's just some sort of a megalomaniac over there you know doing his own thing with no regard to I
1: didn't get exactly what you're saying but if you're saying that we should acknowledge that that Trump is a narcissist, a megalomaniac, and just a you know political con artist. Certainly, I mean that goes without saying. Don't yeah. don't think I don't believe that. It's just that there's no reason for me to say it because it goes without saying.
5: But whereas Biden, you know, you can blame him for having been in public service for this many years, but you also have to acknowledge that he
1: that he what. What do I have to acknowledge? To it cuts out music. every time you have you you get to your point. It cuts out. The more important, the more substantive the point in the conversation is, the more likely it is to cut out. You are suffering from a blood curse. I need you to get purified.
4: <laughs> I, I, I don't
7: know what we're we saying. Must find you an need oracle. To do All right, pretend that you're or deaf or like or me and yell. So,
1: are you saying and that I must acknowledge some on good on thing that Biden has done? What is the good thing?
5: So, one of the good things that he did co-sponsor was the Violence Against Women Act. Okay. And that, yeah.
1: Let me point out that that didn't cost any money. And that he did that because it was strategically a way to appease his his impoverished and oppressed voting base uh, without spending any money. It did accomplish some good, but it's it's just heartlessly... Strategically, the the least amount of political or financial resources spent on the good he accomplished. So, I want to point that out. If that's your example,
5: well, I don't know of all of the examples of things that he may or may not have done. I'm not well studied on Biden. I just feel that it's it's very easy to find things that he in the public sphere because but he's, he's, been he's in not, public not
1: given resources, real physical resources, either money or health care, which are kind of the things we're looking at here to the poor ever. He's always moved away from that. He's always limited welfare. He's even tried to cut Social Security. He's not going to give us what we need. I think he's just about as likely as Trump to take stuff we need away.
6: See, I agree with you. not likely to give us. I don't agree with you that it's as likely as Trump because I don't think the GOP would go along with it more than anything. And I think that what you need is you need to have um, the Democrats... And the ones that we get in there bring a bill up to Biden because it is really hard for a sitting president to deny signing a bill from his own party. And I know you shake your head no at that sometimes when I say it, but it's true. It just does not happen. People don't like to see that happen. It feels like you're betraying your party and it's bad image. And Biden is all about brand, too.
1: So are we looking well, at I'll say yeah, having yeah, enough of a coalition to, to – are we looking at are likely having enough of a UBI coalition during Biden's term to put the kind of pressure on Biden to make him sign a bill, to actually get a bill passed? Are they, are they going to have that kind of
7: clout? But it's polling at 70% nationally amongst, you know, both Dems and Republicans, I think we might. But what I was trying to say was Biden only was going for the pro-Republican shit – because he was trying to build himself up for a presidential run as a person who you know, gets that cross-party cooperation when what he really means to say and what we all know is really happening is not cooperation. It's actually that it's 110% just giving enough to the Republicans to, so that you can get them on the bill and usually that is you know being against people who are of color being against people who are poor being against welfare and social programs cutting social security cutting medicare those are the ways that you get republicans on your platform and on to your bill to sign it and that is what he was building his political career on getting that bipartisan support Even though it's actually damning himself and damning his own platform, he's been doing that. So if we have an actual bunch of more progressive Democrats, which we have a lot going in on both Senate and congressional races this year, if they get the wins we will hopefully be able to bring progressive change. And if not 2021, the 2022 races are coming. And that's every member of the House is back up again every two years. And the other half, oh, well, another third of Congress is gonna going to be going up in two years, or the Senate is going to be going up in two years, because that's every six years they rotate. And if we can get term limits as well, that means that the that we will sooner get all these old fucks out and be able to finally get some progress instead of people who've been in office I was born in 1986. Okay, in here, here's why I think.
0: Here's, here's why I think. I, I feel like just based from the outside looking in, I feel like Biden will win this. Just just uh, all because like the way Trump butchered like the handling of the pandemic you know covid and stuff i mean that's i feel like that's that's going to be like his saving grace that's the only reason why he has such a lead in 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 the polls you know but of course like they're they're probably going to try to screw up anyway but like that would be the only reason why biden would 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 win this like if 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 trump stuck with the stimulus talks and didn't like uh you know first uh stop stop the stop the discussion and then try to like bounce back or whatever you know, I'm sure, like he would. You know, even if he doesn't win, he'd probably be a very. If, big, if, big, if, big if big Trump big. didn't
4: stop the extra six hundred for that yeah. FEMA BS that he just like signed and like, or did a straight like a, a monthly cash payment, I mean, we'd be looking at a totally different calculus here. Like he's like, desperate you know, now. I, I had it in my heart of hearts that Trump would be such a narcissist. That if we ever came to this point, he would just say, "Give them the money because they're gonna they're gonna like me. I'll always be remembered for giving them this money." He would be such a narcissist that he. Just I'll just put my but, name
7: on the checks.
0: Yeah,
4: right, right, right. But it's like, hey, asshole! At, at least be a narcissist and just throw your money so people will just like you. I mean, you could have at least done that. But but not only is a narcissist, he's an he's a complete idiot too. So whatever. <laughs> so um i want to
5: remind everybody that you know that we, the president seems to be you know just so it, it just absorbs everybody's mind. but uh politics is about in the world like this particular kathy chang is running for a judge position a judge position is going to impact a lot of lives i mean she told us that her uh for example she's going to be presiding over mainly uh, like children's court cases and family court cases where, you know, she's resolving issues within families that are dissolving. And so um, these are are just as important as this, you know, this presidential race, because you know that the entire system is marching forward and crunching all of us underneath its feet. So we need to know that good people are at every single level of government and not just at the top. So what were you going
7: to say? Here's here's my little political stump speech for voting. uh, And it ties entirely with what you're saying. Look up who you have to vote for. You can look up easily where you are at, who is going to be on your ballot. If you're voting in person or if you're voting absentee or mail in or whatever. Look up your candidates, every last one of them. Look up their policies. It takes five, maybe ten minutes. Look up all of the Supreme Court justices that are either being, you know, renewed or being elected to your state or circuit court. Oh, dude! Look, my, up, my- look up every person going into your state senate. Your state congressional representatives, because in two to four years, those are usually the most likely people to go on to the national level of Congress and Senate, etc. Look at your governor's races, etc., etc. There are resources. Look up every single candidate. It takes 10 minutes, 10 minutes before you fill it out at home or before you go to the polling place. Write it down on a piece of paper if you have to, who you're going to wind up voting for. And that way you can find everybody who is for the policies that you need, that is for reform, that is for UBI. Every last politician from the top to the bottom, every last one of them has to be vetted for these policies in order to make a change. It's not just
0: the presidential Man, here's here's the thing. Like my um uh, my ballot, like you know, and I just I just vote fill, fill mine out, and I gotta say, like you know, and I'm I'm in I'm in Illinois, Chicago, Illinois, and uh, my ballot is terrible. I mean, there, there's not that many choices, and when you get to like the the circuit part, the courthouse, and all those things, they actually have like literally one choice, and it's a, and it's a Democrat, one choice for all of them, and I'm like, um, and they're and they're like, hey, if you they they literally insult to injury they put down oh um you know you can only fill out once and you know please pick your your choice or whatever like there's only one there's only one person i have, I have you want me to choose like there's no I'm other right option like right Democrat, right like,
6: <laughs> to Izzy's point that being said it is also very important that people who have the resources and the means to do so do try to run for local offices with these ideas it is very important. You can be the person yeah. who goes yeah. there and changes the culture of your local area. And if you change the culture of your local area, that those ideas tend to spread. Families aren't just in one state; they're across um, state lines. So you never know who you are influencing and changing by acting locally in a certain way. And uh, run for office if you can. If you got the resources, the time, and if. Uh, you don't think that like it's going to get you to be a target or something. Cause I know some of these races are
5: crazy, but, uh,
0: please you know, do. we need, we need more choices, please.
5: Hey, So how about you, Steve? Um, what do you do when you try to make an, a change in Paul a in political structure of our country? What, what do you go to? Do you attend um, any, any of these democratic meetings or, you know, Republican meetings or what do you do?
8: Well, I make sure I vote in every election including the midterms and I try to follow politics as closely as I can.
5: So, are you familiar with what uh, like for example, I've been voting my entire life since I've been able to, okay? I'm I'm pretty uh, consistently a voter. But when I go to vote, to this day I barely know what a judge does or who what qualifications a particular person might have for judge. All I see when I go to the ballot, right, is there's a name. Right. And then it's kind of identity politics because I'm thinking to myself, okay, well, maybe I should like more women or I should like more because this is all I know about this person. Based on the name, it kind of looks like maybe she's a woman or maybe she's of a certain, you know, uh, background and there's very little information presented to people. So, for example, do you have, um, you know, do you actually know about those things? Do you look up each of the candidates for judge or, you know, the lower the other the other politicians besides the you know president and the governor
8: the i I usually try to but i also find that usually at the lower offices there's not a lot of information about them most of them don't even seem to be a member of one party or the other or really to have some of them don't even have a website
5: so you can't even just auto-vote, like, I'm going to vote all Democrats, for example. So it's really interesting, like, how little information we have for a democracy. <laughs> so I would urge people to, yeah, take some time to learn about those down-ballot down, down ballot candidates and um, just learn about what they actually do and what is actually important. So, for example, I mean, in terms of a judge, what's actually important, Right. Um, This is something I wish I had been able to stick around and hear about when Kathy Chang presented today. But we kind of wanted to run run off and join you guys here. Um, But some of the things that I would be interested in would be, you know, how does she perceive people who are impoverished? You know, I mean, when she sees somebody in front of her, does she see somebody who has gotten into trouble because of, you know, their financial situation? Or does she see someone who is personally responsible for everything that has ever happened to them? And so, like, this is the kind of thing that we don't even get a chance to really influence because we don't get that information about our about our candidates,
7: you know? Well, I can't vote straight ticket either because a lot of um, people on my side of the state uh, that I have moved to in Montana are more on the conservative side because it is incredibly rural, incredibly, you know, farmer heavy, whether they actually are as conservative as, say, others or not, whether or not they have progressive policies or not. I mean, it really depends on the candidate. I know in uh, one state representative uh, race, there's Republican, Libertarian, and Independent, there's no democratic option. So, as I said before, look up your candidates. Look up who you can. Look as much into them as you can. Uh, you know, if it's a judge, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera.
3: I feel like we should have teams of people that, uh, for each area, to be able to like plug in their own video, and it's on one platform for that area. You know, and have them expand up and have you know the trickle up that we can see. You know, and the uh, even the higher. I think some people don't understand the hierarchy of uh, their own, you know, politics or or whatever word
5: you want. Most people don't understand how our government works. And so for having having all of these uninformed people be the voters out there choosing, you know, the judges and all these people that we don't have barely any, any information about doesn't really make sense but right right yeah yeah
4: that that, that's the thing that bothers me it's like i got my uh vote by mail thingy whatever you want to call it and then like half of the people on there like like i i studied on the measures but then i'm like who the hell are these people i've never heard of them (laughs) like i i i know i know nothing about them so it's like all they say all they all they say about the people is that like um what's the word I'm looking for like oh they 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 were an attorney they were a teacher they're an advocate they're this they're that yeah but what the hell is their platform you dumbasses don't put their platform on anything when like we're voting on any of this how am I supposed to know what they want or what they stand for no, we need to what?
3: this kind of thing though as people who are learning tech and learning this networking and stuff like. We can create those teams to make this stuff happen, right? And and I think there are a lot of people already working on these kind of things. We just need to uh, take somebody's idea and extrapolate it to you know nationwide. Because uh, if if this is not something that is like obvious, we we need to make it bigger and. And I don't think we need to do the uh, work. I think other people I mean, we will need to do the work, but there oh, are people oh. already starting.
4: And and what confused me like that there were like five uh, different people running for like a community college or something like that. It's like what does that mean? Like what what are how's that gonna affect my life? I don't do know. Do they sit on the
5: board? Uh, like like a board of Regents or
4: something right right so like what 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 is that like I That's, like, what is uh, a-
7: going to help them to you know get funding to uh, plan their curriculum with the State Board of Education so I mean it might not affect you directly right now but if that person's on that board for say 10 15 years um, it might start affecting you in you know eight years when Some of these people start graduating from the community college and then maybe a four-year college and start coming into your area and needing to either work for you or um, are starting to vote for people. It's it's a lot of different things because it's such a slow process. (laughs) It really is for the local stuff because the more local stuff really everything's already been planned for the next two to three years for projects. So everything's further out. Um, I know this as I ran for mayor in my hometown in 2012. Uh, Steve kind of helped me campaign a little bit. And I mean, I was trying to, you know, at least give a voice to people my age who aren't over 60 who've been either moving away to go to college and not coming back or moving away to college and coming back and having nothing there for them and, you know, trying to let people know, like, we have to start thinking now about ways to keeping people in this town or in, like, 5, 10 years, there's not going to be anything. And guess what? Right now, the only businesses after COVID is Walmart. That's it.
4: Yeah, it it's it's so disgusting, like how how people aren't thinking about the the, the the like 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 how the older generations aren't thinking about like what are we leaving for the younger ones, you know you know and and it's 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 yeah it's bad.
5: Well, I'd like to um I'd like to th- uh, believe that if we ever had Andrew Yang cabinet position right, then we could actually move into the modern where we didn't have internet.
1: Faye, I'm sorry. You have to get in front of your mic. You have to get where the other Faye is to talk. I, I
4: don't think it's that. I just think maybe. Okay. Be- you have to. So get I, move um, I moved the
5: mic. Is so that better? I moved the mic. Let's see if it's better. Um, the the thing is, if we have uh, Andrew Yang right, that has uh, that is all about technology. Really? Yeah.
1: It's not well, better. I'm going back to the blood curse
7: theory. That's the working the theory blood again. Curse yeah. theory Burn of- off. Go into your settings, right. and if you have voice activation on, turn it down, so that way it picks up when more noise is there. I think what's happening is because of Zephyr and other noise in your environment, you had that turned up, so that way that w- the microphone wouldn't catch it, and that's why, because you're you're speaking at a tone where you're just barely over that threshold, and then you dip under every so often.
6: I'm also going to note real quick that we're at 10 minutes till two hours here.
7: Yeah. And and also, Diz Don, I
4: just wanted to add, like, yeah, I think people aren't coming to the towns and leaving because the towns have nothing to offer. What's really being offered to people are, are like in terms of like help or employment or in terms of like careers? If you know, you know, and and do, do the people who run actually think like, hey, I'm offering this program that people can really feel a part of. Because when you just live somewhere, but you feel like you're not really a part of anything and things are just, like, boring and lethargic, why would you stay? I don't know.
7: Steve can, Steve can uh, back me up on this. When I was running in my hometown, the big thing, which is still being dealt with, but um, the the city council had... You know, denied many, many offers, including one that was co-sponsored by the former pro wrestler Rowdy Rowdy Piper for, you know, tens of millions of dollars to buy our uh, historic um, Kirkbride Mental Health Regional Treatment Center, uh, state hospital, psych ward, whatever you want to call it, um, that had been shut down in the decades prior and turn it into something new. Either, you know, some form of rehabilitation center, a college, a mall, mini-mall businesses, anything. And in the 10 years since I had run, well, 8 years, I guess, 2012, um, they have done nothing. What happened was they had run out of the time to give the state funding to help people remodel it. And then what they're doing now. Is slowly tearing apart. Every building they can. Without without losing the historical places. Um, certification. So they're starting to tear down. Every building that isn't. Like actually part of it. Every gazebo is being. Tear- torn down. Um, every you know. Utility and machine shop. Um, they're, they sold all of the former nurses' cabins to a, um, group of, well, a family that owns a lot of nursing homes, group homes, and apartment buildings, and they're turning it into apartments for affluent people who don't actually live in the town anymore, <laughs> so, like, they're doing everything against what had been proposed, that might actually bring businesses into the town. I mean, there was a large they... large horror films wanted to shoot there. Like <laughs> the Conjuring series wanted to get in there and spend ten million dollars to use our, to use our rundown insane asylum as a backdrop and they were denied.
4: Wow. I, I don't I don't understand how these people get away with just like screwing all the townspeople over and like not you know, keeping their promises. Like, I thought you'd think they'd be, like, run out of town or some kind of penalties or they'd get sued or something. But I guess people either don't look
7: into it, it, they don't care, or the people who got shafted move away. And that's what's been happening. Um, I I, I think it's time that, like,
4: the the, the average citizen, like, stands up to these jerks, like, just calls them out, puts their names on blast. Like, it, it's, it's it's sickening. People not, like, keeping their promises. But what Shale just said, bait and switch. This is all bait and switch. Oh, half half of the town showed up to do that.
7: Half the town showed up, standing room only in the city council, to, you know, talk about how much it sucked that they were doing this, and yet they still re-elected the people who fucked up. Or the people who they elected lied and turned around and started yeah. going yeah. for, you know, the bad stuff. And it's really, the yeah, it's really, it's really accentuated in these smaller towns where the voting population and the population trends older age, because then the people yeah. who are upset about it, some of them die before the next election because they're over 50. You know, and then, you know, th- the people who are under 30 either move away or just don't vote because they don't feel like their voice matters. Damn. That's sad.
5: So uh, I was I we are getting handing out. Are you able to hear me now? Is it better? Well, for now. For a minute? Okay. So we'll um, what I was saying before was that if we only had an office of technology again with the cabinet position that Andrew Yang said had been eliminated before. Um, if we could get um, technology back as, a, as an important um, tool of our government... You know, we can actually modernize government so that it can be more satisfactory to us. We're living our lives at such a fast pace, and we see that the politicians and the legal system is not keeping up. The judicial system is taking years to make a decision. I mean, you start a divorce, it's going to take you two years to finish that divorce. I mean, how is that, uh, you know, keeping pace with modern life where we expect people to get their faxes tomorrow? You know, or immediately, right? Right now, <laughs> send my information. Right now, you you go stand at the computer and get it five minutes later, um, or instantaneously on your phone. So um, when we when we start to see um, government catch up to technology, I think a lot of these things can be alleviated. All of these problems that we're having,
7: we need to start moving away That's from a representative true. democracy, uh, more to more of an actual democracy. The representative part should stay for only the most necessary of um, national concerns. But local governments, we no longer should have city councils and mayors. We should just have a means to print out ballots and have people come together for these city-wide ordinances, hear both sides, and vote. Because we're acting or even do it virtually. We'll Direct still need democracy.
5: representatives in terms of drafting and discussion. And then once they come up with different options, everybody can vote on it. We have the internet. And, mm-hmm. yeah. Mia, you were saying we're, our time is up?
6: Our time is running pretty low, and I did want to make sure that John got a chance, if he wants to, to uh, plug anything he might want to for the next few, you know. Is there something that you would like our audience to be aware of and tune into in the next coming few days?
2: Uh yeah, sure. So first of all, thank you all for inviting me to be part of this conversation today. I think there was a lot of good stuff discussed. And I think I'll have to explore with uh Shell at another time some more stuff on Joe Biden's history. I'd love to,
1: yeah. We can go
2: into a much longer conversation, but I think it's very important that we try to get people involved. We start building infrastructure up to support these movements, not just for one election cycle and one candidate but on an ongoing basis, and that we get involved in our communities. And so if people want to continue to be able to hear me and support the Hill of Roses community that we're building right now, they can go to thehillofroses.com. There you'll find literally all of our content, articles, videos, audio podcasts, soon-to-be comics. You can join the team if you so desire. And then you can find us on all of your social media platforms at the Hill of Roses. And if you just want to hear me specifically and not the whole organization, you can always find me at John Munitz on Twitter.
1: John, I know I may have been slightly brusque in moments, but I do very much appreciate your work. Uh, but it's just my way. <laughs> I really yeah, think uh, there's yeah. nothing more important. Channel, you know, Charlie, you know that. There's, there's But John, the the, there really, is, to put a, just to put a blot. I think there's nothing more important than building parallel institutions of power, and you are doing that. So thank you for your good work. Thank
2: you so much. Yeah, and you know what? Some conversations, we got so much in within two hours, we could have needed an extra two to go through that whole spiel because we have so many great voices here. So thank you all for having me on again.
7: Thank you again for Be coming. i you weren't on when he had some of his friends on for the convince me to vote for Joe Biden. Podcast that that no, will
2: little there. I, I think I could have done a little bit of a better job. We'll see. I I, I think we're coming. Well, out maybe it's time for convince me to, to vote Biden for Joe Biden.
1: The sequel. It might be time for part two, John. So maybe. you can come on for well, that. You we'll, can well, be. To
2: keep you informed, <laughs> we're, we're coming out with a presentation towards the end of October yeah. on why yeah. we should support Joe Biden. Yeah. Um, right yeah. now, we're focusing on our down ballot candidates and putting out articles of endorsements for each of these candidates. So we've done stuff like for Paula Jean Swearengen and David Kim and all these people of, like, why are all these candidates so important? Our organization endorsed 16, and I believe we have 12 left that are still running. So uh, speaking we're of those, trying to support them the best of, we can with the uh, remaining of October. Yep. I I so mobile speaking of those candidates, choice.
1: me and Don, oh, we, we have a, a something coming up to do with those candidates, don't we?
7: Yes. That's right. With our, um, compatriot J Saber Gamer, we are planning to use almost all of next Sunday as a Twitch stream slash information slash entertainment slash fundraising for various Humanity First candidates. I have reached out to a few, including David Kim. Uh, I haven't gotten any word back, but we will provide the, um, proper, um, infrastructure with a chatbot uh, command to give them the links to their to all of the information so that they can donate directly to various humanities first uh, candidates later tonight we're going to be doing a uh, community stream with what is it going to be payday among us and maybe jackbox
1: oh yeah um, I, I mean i think we're, we're just going to do jackbox spend, like, tonight but hours. i guess we could do a little little of those too yeah my plan was Jackbox, but yeah. but yeah, we could maybe play a little Payday or, or Among Us after that. That sounds good. I will never turn <laughs> down Payday. If you say it, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to play. Um, that's, anyway, secure the bag. Um,
5: I, my Go name back. is uh, Faye Koo, and I'm going to be signing off at Palestine Math, which is uh, my Twitter handle. And I also wanted to, everybody to remember that they're going to be playing Dungeons and Dragons for Donna Imam. And that's that going to be... A She's running. Uh, she's running for Congress in District 31 of Central Texas, out there in uh, near Aust- in Austin. And uh, there will be pl- they will be playing with Donna Yasar Ganesan, who is from Indian matchmaking, and uh, streaming personalities Erica Ishii. Uh, I might be saying that wrong. And Zara Fazal, and a special guest appearance by Andrew Yang. So that's going to be happening pretty soon. I think that's on Monday. So. Maybe I can find out
6: what his wait, preferred wait, character class wait. is. That is a question that has been burning in my brain what? since I found out he plays Dungeons & Dragons. Yang? What, what you... is Andrew Yang's character class?
1: He's, he said he likes to play tragic elves and uh, self-sacrificing fighters. He's and wizards? Wizard. Well, my guess is a wizard. He's going to be a rogue. Last maybe. cannon.
3: Uh, I'll give my plug
1: I remember now. he said elves uh, and fighters. Yeah. <laughs>
3: Uh, Faye Doney here. Uh, My uh, Twitter handle is at TisDoney, T-I-S-D-O-N-E-Y. I'm working on a documentary series. Um, Right now I'm looking for people who have started projects within their own communities uh, that have maybe um, stepped forward, uh, you know, progress and, um, you know, reach out to me again at TisDoney and then we can uh, get moving forward. Thank you. Uh, sh- should should I go? go next? Yeah, go next, yeah,
0: Izzy. Yeah. yeah, okay. So, um, yeah, my name is uh, uh Izzy Izzy Bowden, uh, and you can find me at uh, on Twitter at Izzy Bowden, I Z Z Y B O L D E N. Uh, also on Instagram, same handle. Um, and I uh, also have I- I'm also on YouTube under uh uh with my channel being Izzyland YT. am actually uh I'm having a new video. I'm actually going to make a new video after this. Um and then also I have podcast called Izzy Land Uncut. And if you're in if you if you would like to come on and whatever, just DM me on, on, on Twitter, send me send me a message and stuff and we'll we'll set something up. Also, um and you know, you heard this from me first, but um I believe it's been confirmed that uh this coming Tuesday um I'll actually be um be interviewed by uh Pagic kegi on uh her, her her Twitch her Twitch uh, uh channel. So Yeah, be be on lookout out for that. Um, so (laughs) hey, what you about to say? Oh,
4: I said uh, Izzy, if if my uh uh thing that I did with her on Twitch isn't up on YouTube, bring that up in the conversation. (laughs) (laughs) good. good. I I, I got your back. But but yeah, I mean um
0: yeah uh, um I'm also uh, wait let's see I forgot. But um yeah, I mean um yeah, like if you want to learn more about me, just just you know, you go, yeah. Follow me on 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 Twitter, or you know, definitely check out my my YouTube channel and podcasts and stuff. And you know, we'll talk about love of, lot of stuff. So yeah, that's that's it.
6: Dizdon, did you go already?
0: I mean, I did plug the thing that me and
7: shale are doing relating to humanity first, but um, um, I'm Dizdon. You can find me at Dizdon Plays on Twitter. Uh, Twitch.tv slash DizDomPlays, YouTube DizDomPlays, uh, Speedrunner, charity organizer for Retro Rainbow, um, and I I have Steve as my compatriot for that uh, charity enterprise, which is still working out the kinks on getting the NPO going for uh, helping LGBT homelessness. Um, But yeah, that's pretty much everything so steve helped now. us get
1: that set up oh um sorry well thank you hold on a second that's it
7: yes yeah, steve helped get that set up it was me and steve that started it
5: steve do you have a social yeah. media or platform that you would like to um plug right now let us know how we can reach you again
8: i'm on uh twitter at mega steven, or at steven down slash haspel it's h-a-s-p-e-l right Yep, I remember how to call your name, <laughs> and uh, and I'm uh on Twitch. I'm Mega SteveX, but I barely stream. So
5: okay, very good. And have we gotten? Oh, oh wait,
0: hold on, hold on. I, I forgot to add. Like I do have. I'm also on Twitch as well, and I'm I'm under. Uh, you can find me at like a uh, Izzy Reborn ninety two. So, I z z y r e b o r n ninety two. So die die. Put, put that out there. Yeah, And uh, so, you on yeah, Discord, you can
4: find me at uh, Ariel's Aerials uh, on Twitter and Instagram. And then it's uh,
7: YouTube.com. It used to be Ar- Ariel's Armada. That's right, why I was right. to tag and you earlier because I thought I was trying to find it.
4: Oh, okay, okay. Now, now it's Ariel's Aerials because of my, like, drone stuff I do. So it's A-R-I-E-L-S. A-E-R-I-A-L-S, because I thought it had a nice little ring to it. And uh you but this hasn't changed. YouTube.com slash revolutionary thinking. And, uh, um, I, I did a mock debate with Liam O'Mara and Ken Calvert as a puppet. I was a moderator. I don't know when that's coming out, but my, uh, my talk that I had with a uh, Coffeezilla, who's a scam buster about a UBI is going to premiere, uh, in, in the, in the next hour, 6 PM EST. So, uh, in case you are interested, you could just jump on there and watch the, the kind of call in that I had in that show.
5: All right. And Mia, did you give your... I
6: have not. I'm fine with being the
5: last two. Um,
6: my name is Mia. Um, Mia Dunford. I am a co-host for Humanity Hangs on Tuesdays and Fridays. And I would love to see anybody who wants to just come in and have a casual conversation. No pressure. Show up and hang out with us. Um, Humanity Forward volunteers there and have some good conversations. I obviously do this podcast on Saturdays. Um, and... Uh, I'm going to be starting a new project soon um, that I'm not going to disclose much information about yet because I don't feel like it's my place, but I'm going to be joining that, so I'll have more for you soon. (laughs) Faye knows what I'm talking about. Uh, (laughs) So I will uh, see you guys next week. And thank you for watching the show with us and spending time learning about UBI, about poverty, and the many issues that have been uh, haunting our country, really, over the past few months and
5: years. Okay,
1: Shale. <laughs> uh, my name is That's Shale that. Riley. My Twitter is S H A E L R I L E Y. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. We're going to be back very soon uh, with Jackbox games. So about an hour, nine o'clock. I'll be streaming that to Twitch. Maybe YouTube. We'll see. And uh, John, thank you again for coming on. I hope we. I hope. I hope we do talk again soon. It was very good to meet you. It was very good to talk to you. And I am a fan of your work. I do watch Hell of Roses. So I, I will be in touch with you that way at at the very least
2: well thank you so much for doing that and thank you again for having me on it was a pleasure getting to talk to you all